Thomas Muller. And again. And Havertz! Kimmich in! Rafael Guerrero found himself in the most unfortunate of positions. Right on his own goal line. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. You've got the new and approved BetQL Network. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio with you. And uh, let's help you out when it comes to the Euros. I was watching uh, this man yesterday doing a terrific job with the studio coverage for ESPN. His name is Sebastian Salazar, host of ESPN's Euro Cup coverage. Sebastian, how are you doing today? Great. Great to be with you guys. It's been a, a crazy tournament so far, not just on the field, but kind of some of the emotional stuff we've seen on the field. So. It feels like finally now we're focused back on the soccer and the round of 16 is just around the corner. So it's really starting to pick up. Yeah, I was watching your coverage yesterday, just uh, the excitement uh, with, with Denmark advancing to the round of 16. Of course, they get out of Group B uh, along with Belgium, but uh, they, they got enough. They won by uh, three goals and they also got the help they needed. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal story. And I think I said it on the air yesterday. You know, I was on the desk for the Denmark-Finland match when the player that, that everybody now knows is a household name, Christian Eriksen, collapsed on the field, and, and kind of we did the breaking news coverage of that. It was, it was, you know, awful. And then 10 days later to see the team, the same stadium, the whole country celebrating, becoming the first team to ever get to the knockout rounds after losing their first two games, I mean, you, you almost couldn't write the script, right? If somebody dropped that into a Hollywood script, you'd be like, no, 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 it's too far-fetched. So... What's happening with that Danish team is crazy, and I don't know that they're done. I, I think there might be at least another win for them into the knockout round. What do you make of this German team now? Look, they lost their first game, fell behind their second game to Portugal, and now they've really started to play well. And you look at it, they're plus 600, second co-favor with Italy right now to win it all. Your thoughts on this German team as they progress through? Yeah, I mean, they're such a weird team because they had such a good performance against Portugal. And I think a lot of people are now kind of shifting their attention back to the Germans. And what they'll see is that it's a really talented team on paper. But you cannot, you cannot look past what this team was coming into the tournament. They're a mess. Their coach is about to leave after the tournament. He's under immense, immense pressure. There's been a lot of criticism of the manager and kind of the style of play and what they were doing. He stuck with what he wanted to do against Portugal, and after a slow start, it worked. I don't know that that's really what Germany is moving forward. I think there's a lot of warts on this team. they got a lot of shiny pieces up top. They can get goals, and they can obviously, as we saw, get them in bunches. But in terms of going on a deep, deep run in the tournament, a semifinals or a finals, I still have more to see from this German team because as good as they look against Portugal, you can go back to the game against France, which, by the way, was in Munich, a home match for them. Uh, and they really didn't trouble the French. Uh, one of our analysts said it was like a school trip. When you go to the museum, you go where they want you to go, but not where you want to go. You don't go behind the rope. And I think the French controlled the Germans in that way. And, and really, that's who you're going to face in the knockout rounds. When you get to quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, you're facing real high-quality opposition. And that would worry me for Germany. And when you take a look at the uh, outright odds, France, the favorite at plus 390, Italy plus 600, Belgium and Germany plus 700. Any of those teams, uh, you mentioned your concerns with Germany, but any of those enticing or would you go elsewhere on the board? Uh, so Italy is kind of the chic pick right now. Everybody's saying who's looked the best right now is Italy. I would stay away from them. Um, this is a team that 
you know, may be there towards the end of the tournament, but let's not forget they failed to qualify for the last World Cup. They haven't really been tested at all. Their group was, was sensationally easy, and they haven't been behind in a long time. They're going to find themselves behind at some point. So uh, I might stay away from them. France is an obvious pick. They're the most talented team in the competition. They're the most complete team. Uh, obviously, the odds reflect that, though. You're not going to get as big a payout if you go with France. I've liked Belgium from before the tournament. I think they were at plus 525 then. I'm not sure what you just said they are. but uh, Plus I, I 700. Really Bel- yeah, I, I think Belgium's a really good bet, uh, and I'll tell you why. I think they have some issues in defense, but so does pretty much everybody else who's good in this tournament. And for me, they have the best striker on the best team. So if you look at, like, people would say, well, Robert Lewandowski is the best striker in the tournament. Sure, but he plays for Poland, so it's not going to matter. If you look at the, the teams that are competing to really win this thing, I think the most informed striker right now, the most informed forward is Lukaku, their striker. And because of that, in these close games, like, it's so simple, but soccer is just about who scores, who takes their chances, right? Games are decided one nothing, 2-1. And this guy right now is taking his chances, and he's got a slew of playmakers behind him that are providing him more and more opportunities. So if he does start to go cold, he's still going to get kind of those volume chances to score. I like Belgium right now, especially if you're telling me you can get them at plus 700. I think that's very good. But just to be so people are aware, Belgium and Italy are probably going to face off in the quarterfinals. So it's going to be kind of the winner of that game that I think ends up in a final. I'm just thinking it's going to be Belgium. Sebastian, Group D decided this afternoon coming up here, England, Czech Republic. I mean, England is a significant favorite, minus 195. But they do have three players um, that are missing here, COVID protocols. Uh, how, how do you look at this one? How would you bet at any value on Czech Republic at, at a big underdog, just considering the issues with the roster for England? So I think there's only probably one player, and that's Mason Mount, that's a real significant factor for England that, that, that would miss today. The English team has not looked good throughout this tournament. They really have failed to impress. There's a lot of pressure on them right now. I, I don't know that I would bet Czech Republic to win. Um, I think a draw might be a, an attractive bet there, though really I think the English are under such pressure today, and they have to win to win this group. Um, you know, And I think that's critical. England knows that if they don't win this group, the path for them through to the final, which would have kept them in London at Wembley Stadium and made it a much easier path to victory, changes dramatically they got to go away from home and England away from home is um is a kitten compared to a lion so uh, I think the English will show up today I don't think there'll be a ton of goals in that game Gareth Southgate the English manager has been very very conservative the Czechs are not an explosive team offensively though they do have a guy who's who's scoring right now but I don't think the English are going to give them any chances I like I like really in that game I don't like I don't see a lot of goals with Sebastian Salazar host of ESPN's Euro Cup coverage on ESPN, this is Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Group stage wraps up tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, what what will you be keeping a close eye on? Uh, so France, um, France, Portugal to me is uh, is kind of an obvious one. Germany, Hungary as well. Those are the two games that you know that'll close out Group F. France is in the, you know, all these games in the third match, you got to think of it kind of like week 17 in the NFL. You really need to know who's motivated to play for what and who needs what to win and who may be resting players. So um, any advice that we give here is kind of contingent on starting 11s. you got to wait to see what the managers roll out. I think 
I'm looking at France and Portugal. I don't see a lot of goals there. They've not played high-scoring affairs in the past. They played twice in the last year. One was one nothing. One was a goalless draw. A draw serves both in that game, and that's critical. A draw would get both those teams through to the round of 16. So the under, a draw there, I think, um, is a very very likely possibility. And then Germany, Hungary. Um, Hungary pulled a shock result. They tied France, but they did it in Budapest with 50,000 people behind them. They're not going to have that in Munich. They're going to be in Germany's house. Uh, and I think Germany showed us they can score. I think Portugal were naive defensively. I think Hungary are probably even more naive defensively. So I think there could be some goals in that Germany game over Hungary. I think they win that quite easily, the Germans. Sebastian, if there's a fan out there who's getting into this and maybe wants to take an underdog or someone further down the board to just ha- have someone to have a rooting interest in, do you see value in anyone that's not close to the favorites? Belgium, Netherlands, Denmark, Spain, anyone as you look down the board of, of, um, of favorites or underdogs that you might, you might say to someone, that's the team to keep an eye on? You know, it's tough, right? I think at this, at this point, you know, the, the teams that you mentioned are the teams that are going to be there in the, in the final eight. I think if there's a team kind of outside that, that, that could make a run, that could pull some surprises, I don't think they can reach the final. But I do think um, this Danish team has some, has some possibilities. Um, they're going to have a nice matchup in the round of 16 against Wales. And then they would probably in the quarterfinals face the Dutch team, the Netherlands, who are very vulnerable. And I just don't know that we can really count on what this Denmark team is going to get out of what they've been through for the last week or so. If they come out inspired, they have a lot of talent other than Christian Eriksen. He was their best player, so it's a massive blow. You can't overstate that. But they're a team that before Christian Eriksen went down was a, was a dark horse pick. I think they were like plus 950 at the start of the tournament. Um, I don't know where those odds sit right now, but I think I think that the, the big boys are going to be who's there in the semifinals. But if, if you kind of ask me to pick somebody else who could sneak into to the semifinals, and if you're in the semifinals, you got a shot to win it all. It's probably Denmark. Also, round of sixteen on Saturday, Austria plus six twenty five against Italy. Do they have a chance? <sighs> no, <laughs> no. I think. I think Austria is the beneficiary beneficiary of a very weak group. Um, I think I think they're fine. I think they could, you know, make it a close fair. But I think Italy Italy has shown us a lot. Italy shows enough for me to to pick them convincingly to win that game. Yeah, I, I don't think Austria on talent or on performance is close to Italy right now. It would be an absolute shock, and I think that's reflected in your in your plus six twenty five. But um, I'd stay away from it. I, I think Italy right now are, are a team that's loaded with confidence. They're feeling good. They got plenty of momentum. And, and honestly, they're just, they're not giving away opportunities. The Austrians, they need five or six opportunities to finish one. Italy's not even going to give them that. So Sebastian, we don't get to do this often. We get to actually switch continents with you for a second here, just to get your thoughts. You also host ESPN FC football Americas on ESPN Wednesday, Ecuador, Peru, and the two top teams of group a Brazil, Colombia face off. Uh, what's the best way to play some of these Copa America games? Oh, man, that is a loaded question. Um, I, I think you have to look at, kind of again, what teams need. I think Brazil, Colombia, listen, I'll tell you this. Brazil is by far the best team in this tournament. Like, by far the best team on paper and the best team playing in this tournament. So if you make a pick against them, know that you're really you're swinging for a home run, even with a team like Colombia. I mean, there's nobody in this group that, for me, has any business competing with Brazil. They've got seven goals already in their first two games, and, and they're just getting started. 
as you look across, the only team really in this tournament that I think they can compete with them is Argentina. And so you'll see that in the final. I would stay away from anything involving Venezuela. They're a team that's been, I mean, I'm telling you kind of what to stay away from here more than what to pick. Venezuela has had a, uh, like a dozen COVID-19 positive tests, absences. They've had to switch the team, self-isolate. That's a team in free fall. Uh, if you think you can get a good value on whoever they're playing, I suggest, you know, maybe go against them there. But really for me, Copa America right now is in a, a little bit similar to Euros. It's not the place to bet until we get to the knockout round because the group phase is all about just getting through. There's 10 teams. Eight are going to go to the quarterfinal. So for the next few games, now that Argentina, Brazil, to a lesser extent, Colombia, Chile, the powerhouses know that they're through, they're going to start resting players. So uh, I think right now, watch Copa America, take stock of it, and then maybe use what you gain from the next couple games to make some bets in the round of 16, because that's when we'll really see some good matchups. Sebastian, uh, another uh, question I had on the Euros. I love taking a look at some of these player features that are available, like player of the tournament. The, the names mm-hmm. you would, would expect to be at the top are, are sitting there at the top. Uh, a- anyone that you like? So let me tell you what I took pre-tournament and pat myself on the back a little bit. I took <laughs> top player. So for top player and top score, I took Lukaku, right? I, I really do believe in Belgium. I think it was, uh, you know, where I get it is plus, he was plus 18 before the tournament, and that's now down to plus 1050 for top player. Mm-hmm. I, re- I mean, I really still like that. This guy is the best player right now, the top scorer on the team that I think is going to go to the final at plus 1050. I think that's a really good bargain. His, to- his odds for top score have dropped, I mean, not dropped, you know, yeah, dropped considerably. He was plus 590 before the tournament. I've got him at plus 235 now for top score. I think, you know, other players that you could look at for, for player of the tournament. France is a team who, if they make it, may spread the scoring around quite a bit. And a player of theirs who has in the past kind of gone underappreciated but is now very much highly appreciated is their defensive midfielder, Angola Conte. These dudes almost never win player of the tournament. But coming off the Champions League, he was a star for Chelsea. He's very much... Uh, kind of in the public eye. And I think for France, he's very central to their plans. And if they don't have a, a score, if Griezmann and Mbappe and Benzema kind of divide the scoring load, I think there won't be a clear player of the tournament. And if France ends up winning it, he's the French player that I like those odds at the most. At plus, I see him here at plus 1,000. ESPN Sebastian Salazar, continue to watch him, doing a great job with the Euro Cup coverage. Sebastian, thank you so much for coming on BetQL Daily again, and uh, hope to uh, we can do it again. Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. There's Sebastian Salazar. Great information there. Um, yeah, Belgium plus 700. I like that a lot. And then uh, Sebastian kind of sold me on it a little bit there. Yeah, he yeah he did sell it. I love that he's on two continents. I mean, he's he's watching <laughs> soccer everywhere. This, this if you love soccer, this guy's living the dream here. He's covering soccer everywhere. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it is a terrific summer for you if you're into that. This is uh, Joe O along with Joe G. You've got BetQL daily on the BetQL network. We're gonna go around the horn, give you our best bets. It's our lightning bet segment next on the BetQL network.